Hey everyone, this is Joe, your most adequate dungeon master. We've hit a bit of a snag in scheduling with vacations and whatnot, so we'll be taking a brief break from the main campaign for three to four weeks. In the meantime, Joanne, Roy, and Willie will be continuing our final Goblin bonus episode arc. If this is your first time listening to us, these bonus episodes feature side characters from the main campaign. In this case, a few members of the Goblin gang that the party encounters in episode 7. They're also the same characters from bonus episodes 1 through 5, so be sure to check those out if you want to get the full backstory. And let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. The scene opens with a shot of lush vegetation, of ferns and lichens and mosses, and we hear the chirping of crickets and other fauna. The camera shifts and we see a brightly colored parrot, which is an especially rare sight in Falcon's Reach, given its urban nature. A bush shakes behind the parrot, and with a caw, it flies off, with its eyes wide in surprise. Out of the bush bursts forth a bookish-looking kobold. He's wearing large round glasses, a white shirt with suspenders and pants, and he's carrying some sort of package as he runs breathlessly. We hear the sounds of some sort of animalistic growling coming from behind him as whatever is chasing him rips through the foliage. We follow the kobold as he flees, his clothes catching onto various branches and briars until he finally reaches just a blank wall. The jungle immediately cuts off into this wall, and it just stands in his way. He feels around it, looking for something, until we hear a clicking noise, and a hidden door opens. Behind the door, we see a sudden departure from the forest. It's a long hallway of offices. The kobold books it into one of these rooms, as the growling behind him intensifies, and he eventually reaches a window, with a pulley system leading out. Outside, we see the cityscape of Falcon's Reach, and below, an open-air sewer. The kobold places the package into what appears to be a basket. As he quickly lowers it down, we now see there's two eggs in the basket. The kobold turns around to face his pursuer, and as the current takes the eggs into the sewer, we pan out to see a large, imposing building with a central glass dome and two wings with gigantic skylights. And eventually the camera settles into an alleyway with a direct view of the building. Time moves forward in time-lapse, bringing us to present day. 
and a manhole cover in the alleyway is lifted up. And out plops an older male human. He's wearing a flamboyant Hawaiian shirt and track pants, so small that they're actually just shorts. Another two kobolds pop out, and then a goblin. And what do you guys look like, again? Let's start with Roy. So, Gobplurk is a small red kobold, currently wearing a red and gold tracksuit. I think the gold is a little bit, like, shiny, catches the light. He's currently got a pet mouse on his shoulder named Squeaksies that he's uh, consoling because Squeaksies doesn't like the sewer. Wait, so does Lloyd have your pants? (laughs) So do you have pants? Or like, whose pants did he take? (laughs) He just acquired a goblin-sized pair of track pants from somewhere. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it could be be one of the the two. We'll never know unless we ask him. Yep. And what class are you? Goblurk is a level three rogue. The camera pans over to Willie's character. So Goblet is the goblin of the group. He has black and gold tracksuit and black goatee and thinning black hair. He's middle-aged and he's like soft. So like, you know how there's those recipes where you, you know, take dough and then you press it and if it springs back. If you took your finger and pressed Goblet, it would not spring back. Just kind of plunge in. So he's just kind of really mushy. Did you say what class you are? Uh, goblet is a monk, level three. Is the is the goatee on its way to Fu Manchu style? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was a long time in the sewer. <laughs> the camera swivels over to Cobalt number two. So Cornflick is wearing a large hand-me-down shirt and like just small shorts. So she really just looks like she's wearing one big short walking around. She always looks confused. Like, that's her natural face. So when she is confused, it's she's it's very obvious. Doubly confused? Doubly confused. Resting confused face? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the three of you have just exited the sewer, having just finished your adventure with Intira, the underground pirate. And Lloyd, the human who is y'all's friend, turns around and he asks, What are we doing again? Aren't you our tour guide? Why else would you be wearing that shirt? I don't know, I like it. The flowers make me happy. I think it looks nice, Lloyd. Aw, oh, thanks, Goplerk. I think you should do things that make you happy. Speak, speak, speaking of that, uh, we were here uh, finding my sister and I's parents. Or at least where we were. Oh, yeah, we got like an address or something, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Quinflake pulls out her her rusty note. Her crumpled up note with the address on it. All right, well, what now? Well, uh, is it this building right here? The, the big one with the, with, with the glass and stuff? Yeah, it looks like it. Wait, so what does the note say? I think it was just an address, actually. It was like an address? Okay. And I'm the only one that could read, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So can, um, can the man... Yeah, Lloyd can, Lloyd can read, too. Lloyd can read? Okay, okay. I think Good Gob- recap. Gobplurk could read. It says he can't read very well. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we hand the note over to Gobplurk. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, we're, we're here. Gobplurk looks around to see if there's any signs on the building. Yeah. It's a little bit of a walk to the building. When you emerge, you found yourself in an alleyway that's pretty close by, but not 
not exactly directly next to it. As the three of you and Lloyd approach the building, you see that there's a large sign that says, Falcon's Reach Botanical Garden. There's a large central entrance in the dome-like part of the building and two wings with lots of windows and skylights. The entrance, however, appears to have been largely collapsed. It says, uh, uh, bot botanical uh, garden? It's the botanical garden? Is that right? Are there robots inside? Robots? I guess we just gotta go look. Plus, Lloyd likes flowers, right? It'll, it'll be fine. It'll be okay. Yeah, I like flowers. Wahoo, let's go. All right, but the entrance is blocked. Well. Uh, let's take a closer look. Maybe there's a way in. So, uh, Gopluck clambers over to the uh, cave-in and starts, like, poking around at it with his, his cobalt digging senses. Yeah, go ahead and do a perception check. Uh, is it in direct sunlight? Mm, we can say you're close enough to the building that it's not. Okay. It's gonna be a 15. Yeah, it seems like the way is completely blocked. You do notice that there's a small sewer ditch that runs along the front of the building. There's actually a little bridge that you crossed to get to the main entrance. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to get through all this. It's pretty well caved in. Uh, looks like this place got some kind of moat going around the side. Do you think there's a way inside from the inside the moat? Like a like an underwater level? Ooh, like a, like a secret passage? Yeah. Maybe. You, you know, maybe there's like a hidden treasure there. Ooh, well, let's go. Do you think the treasure is flowers? Yeah, probably. Maybe. They did say it's a garden, so. I like that the river is flowing. I think that's <laughs> important. The three of you take a look over the side of the bridge that leads to the main entrance, and you see that getting down is about 20 feet. Oh, oh God. <laughs> that was oh. a lot bigger than I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> Do we see any, like, maintenance ladders? Mm, how about you do another perception check? 18. Yeah. Hidden from view, in the corner where the bridge meets the building, you see that there is actually a service ladder that leads down. Gopler peers over precariously. <laughs> you take a look over the side of the bridge, and you do see that there is a little sidewalk area where you can walk. Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh. You, you can walk. Okay, follow me. Oh, good. Gopler clambers down. Goblet follows without really thinking because he trusts Gobbler. <laughs> Cornflake also follows. It's like, oh, okay, this is happening. <laughs> yeah, the three of you head down the ladder and start walking along the sewer sidewalk. Above you, you can see that the building has dilapidated quite a bit. And according to Interior, the place was abandoned a while ago. There's a little bit of mandatory role-playing time. Lloyd says, I wonder what your dad is like. My dad or Goblet's dad? Or your dad? Well, I knew what my dad was like. What was he like? We reverse Uno card you, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have to tell us. Tell us Lloyd's backstory. He was alright. He made me go to med school, though. That sounds terrible. Were you a doctor? Yeah, it was rough. I never knew that about you, Lloyd. Did you not want to go to med school? Nah, I think I would have wanted to be a bartender. Oh. Ooh, we, had you... we have another friend who went to med school. I think you'd like him. His name is Archie, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah? You think so? Yeah, maybe he's your dad. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> what do you guys want to be when you all grow up? Well, I think I am grown up. I'm 40 years old, but are we ever grown up? Goblet oh. starts to stroke his goatee <laughs> and fall silent. 
Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to survive. I'm trying to be, I'm just trying to live my life day by day. Yeah, I, I just don't wanna, I just don't wanna be alone no more, you know. I didn't like that. We're here for you, Goplerk. Thank you, Lord. Maybe I'll be a pirate, like, like that interior lady. She was nice. Goblet has stopped stroking his goatee and turns to Lloyd and asks, When you say grown up, or when you say what do you want to be when you grow up, do you mean a profession? I don't know. What do y'all want to do in life? Well, I want to be one with nature and all natural order, like the river of sewage flowing next to us. It's wow. beautiful. As the three of you look, you see a, a flesh-eating fish eat what appears to be somebody's leg. <laughs> see? Circle of life. Nature. <laughs> wow. But it's, it's hard sometimes because you need to make money or, you know, you make some friends and you want to care for your friends or you help out a pirate. So it's sometimes it's hard to know what's the natural thing to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, are we going in the right direction? I don't know. I'm following Goblet. Okay, that's good, because I was following you, Goblet. I've just been walking straight the whole time. Is this okay? As the three of you are walking along the sidewalk of the sewer, Cornflake, you see that there at waist level is a sewer grate, behind which is a three-foot-wide tunnel that appears to be leading towards the inside of the building. The grate itself seems to be almost door-like. There's a hinge and a keyhole. Guys, it looks like there's gonna be treasure behind here. Look, we need a key. Uh, does anybody have a key? Can you do, you... do you remember having a key, maybe? Uh, I, I didn't have any key, but I, I got this here, uh, you know, lockpick. Sometimes huh? I can just... I can just open it. Should, yeah, yeah, should I try? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll try, I'll try. So, uh, Goplerk approaches the sewer grate, and he, he looks at it, he confers with Squeaksy, Squeaksy squeaks back as they talk about the lock. Does Goplerk squeak <laughs> when he talks to Squeaksy? He kind of, like, whispers to him, so he's uh, talking normally, but he's not okay. squeaking. Okay. <laughs> he just kind of understands the squeaks. Gotcha. Or, or maybe he thinks he does. <laughs> uh, sleight of hand, Joey? Lock pit check? Is that sleight of hand? We haven't done one in like 10 uh, years. I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Is picking a stools? lock illegal? <laughs> Dexterity skill check and the use of these tools? Yeah, I'm proficient. So that means I get to use my proficiency bonus yep. on top of my dexterity. Okay, so that's a plus six. It's going to be a 13. Yeah, after a couple of seconds of fiddling with the lock, you hear a click and the hinge swings open. It's open! Hey, good job. We did it! Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Oh, shucks, guys. Thanks. Go- Goblet takes Gobplurk and, and picks him up and hoists him above. <laughs> and then puts him back down. <laughs> Who's gonna lead the way? Gobplurk has to, because he, he's the winner. Yeah, I can go first. I, I can see, I, you know, I can see good you know, in dark places. I know you guys, you guys can, but Lloyd, are you gonna be okay? You're not gonna be able to see much. I trust you guys. Okay. I mean, I got this little, I got this, hold on, let me look at my back. And he, he, Goblet looks through his pack. He's like, I got this little candle here. If you want to, you know, just kind of light it up. Oh, actually, no, right, better than the candle, I have a lantern. Whoa. Lantern. You, you want that? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll hold on to it. Okay, here you go. Thanks, Goblet. You're welcome, Lloyd. All right, shall we? Yeah. So uh, Goblet leads the way. 
Goblet follows, swinging his arms. Cornflick follows. Um, <laughs> wait, so if Lloyd has a lantern, is it on? And does that mess with our dark vision? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I guess Cornflick is like squinting, in, but like in the opposite way where like she can see the dark, but not where it's bright. <laughs> oh. So she's just like, what? Wait. And then she's like, you know, actually, uh, Lloyd, how about you walk either 60 feet in front or 60 feet behind us? <laughs> All right, are you sure? Um, I mean, I mean, uh, you could just you could just lower the lower the hood. Oh, yay! I think that'll work. With a click, he lowers the hood. Yay! Yeah, now that was just you know just a little bit of light near you. Thank goodness for D and D Beyond with their item descriptions. 60 feet. <laughs> Dark vision, 60 feet. If you want to sponsor us, D and D Beyond, we are open to that. Yeah, I downloaded the app. I really like it. <laughs> hey, they haven't paid Although, yet. Say no more. <laughs> we have to talk shit about them until they pay us. Oh, uh, is that how it well, works? They, they got bought by Wizards of the Coast. Well, <laughs> something I don't like is that I, I can't look up the item or some of my actions when I click on it. I have to like manually search for to, to find out what it does. So I don't I don't like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sometimes I, I click the auto dice roll and it gives me nat ones. I don't like that part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me they too. should fix that. The three of you head down this three foot wide tunnel for a pretty fair distance. The going is slow because Lloyd has to crawl behind you guys, and it doesn't really smell all that good. About 30 minutes later, however, Gopler, you're in front, right? Mm hmm. Gopler, you find yourself at another one of these service ladders and it seems to lead up. Gopler peers up is there like a sealed entrance or is it open or what does he see you find that there is a hatch but there seems to be something on top of it making it a little bit difficult to open go ahead and roll a strength check that's gonna be a five minus one so that's gonna be a four yeah you push with all your might but you're not able to lift up the hatch it budges a little bit and there's a little bit of dirt or dust that falls through the the little gap and it sprinkles down towards the rest of the party (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) oh i don't think i like that sorry guys there's i can't open the hatch it's okay we'll find another way can can lloyd try he's bigger yeah it's it's just a little stuck but it looks like it might open i just i'm not strong enough oh yeah come on lloyd it's okay if you're not strong enough. Lloyd in the back says, Gobbler, don't you have like a crowbar or anything? Oh, uh, let me, let me check my pack. Uh, let's see. Uh, hammer, uh, uh, bell, uh, 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 oil, uh, uh, got my food, got a knife, and a dagger, and a dagger, and a dagger, uh, string. Oh, uh, a crowbar. Yeah, I got one right here. You think that'll help? Yeah, maybe. Okay, I'll, I'll give it another try. Is the crowbar taller than a cobalt? <laughs> question. That's a that is a very good question. I think probably yes, because I am two foot. <laughs> <laughs> but very strong, very strong. Yeah, I I put all thirty pounds of my weight. <laughs> yeah, I, go to roll a strength check with advantage. So Gobbler takes the crowbar. He wedges it into the, the little gap and then he puts his he grabs the bo- crowbar with both hands and he puts his feet on the on the wall and he like does a full body like 
extension to try to pull it. Wow. Much better. It's going to be a 14. Yeah. Using your 30 pounds of weight and the power of leverage, the hatch pops open. Some more dirt sprinkles down. Whoa! <laughs> Goblet puts his hands over his head to protect himself from the dirt. What's up there, Goblerk? Uh, hold on, I, I got dirt in my eyes. Hold on. <laughs> dirt is also all over a cornflake, but she's just standing there not knowing what to do with all the dirt on herself. And she just shakes it off like an, like an animal. Uh, right onto Goblet? Yeah. Or no, right onto uh, Lloyd. Yeah, Lloyd. As Goblerk finishes getting the dirt out of his eyes, what does he see? You flip the hatch open, and you see something that you have never before seen in your life. You see a forest. Yeah, are there any trees in Falcon's Reach? Go ahead and do an intelligence check. Okay. 17. Some people might grow plants on their rooftops, and there is actually a very large park, like a central park, located in one of the districts. That's about it, though. Trees are a very fancy person thing in Falcon's Reach. It's very difficult to keep them alive. In fact, growing anything in the city is pretty difficult. That's why a lot of the food is the magically created food from Create Water and Food. Uh, Gopluck, I assume you get out of the, the ladder? Yeah, he uh, he climbs on up. He yep. uh, helps pull up the rest of the gang. Yep. As you help pull up the rest of the gang, you plant your feet into the grass. And it's a feeling that you have never experienced before. Cornflake sniffs the air and is like, Do you guys... Do you smell that? It smells clean. Goblet closes his eyes, inhales, and smiles on the exhale. Yes, I agree. Cornflake starts um, collecting grass and putting them in her, or like, yeah, her shorts have pockets in her in her pockets. <laughs> Goblet goes to a tree and hugs it and puts <laughs> his ear against the tree to listen to what the tree is saying. Go ahead and roll a nature check. Nature is plus zero. Okay. Fourteen. You feel soothed hugging the tree. It, however, does not speak to you. You're actually not completely familiar with the concept of trees. <laughs> but some internal <laughs> instinct tells you to go hug it. Goblet was expecting the tree to talk because he doesn't know what a tree is. And when it doesn't talk, he uh, accepts that maybe the tree doesn't want to talk now and stops hugging it. <laughs> is there like a set path in front of us or is it just just tree? Go ahead and do a perception check. Okay. That's an 11. Cornflake, you take a look around and just surrounding you is just lush jungle. And it seems like this hatch was built just right at surface level, having been lightly covered in dirt. And you really don't have any idea where you are. Above you, you just see that there's skylight. And the sun is also sort of a unique thing that you haven't really experienced all that much. It's shining through the skylight and, you know, providing all these plants with sustenance. There appears to be no set path. Well, should we just keep going straight? Eventually, we'll have to get somewhere, right? If not, I guess we just turn back around and try the other way. Yeah, I don't think we always need a path to know which direction to go in. Yeah, we just go one way and see what we see. D is your heart telling you where to go, Goplerk or Cornflake? 
Straight sounds sounds good to me. Yeah. So we just keep going down away from the manhole? Which direction do you guys head? Right. Yeah, yeah. Alright, east? Yes. So we came out of the tunnel and went up to the hatch. We returned right. Is is east going away from the central like tower thing? Mmm. Do a survival check. Fourteen. Based on your gut feeling, you deduce that you are you are actually currently somewhere in the central dome area. Oh, cool. Yeah, at some point the tunnel turned and zigzagged and led you into the central dome area. But well, we've decided to go east now, right? Yep. All right, let's go. Okay, we we walk. Yep. The three of you head into the jungle with Lloyd. Are there any... Do I know of any medicinal plants? Do a medicine check. 17. Yeah. You you know of some medicinal plants based on the ones that you've seen people attempt to grow at home? <laughs> As you walk throughout the jungle, you see that there's wild varieties growing here and there. Cool. Can I gather them? Yeah. Go in and do a survival check. 14. Yeah. As the group heads in an easterly direction, you get a little bit distracted and you start following this line of herbs that just start growing on the jungle floor. And you're able to gather... Here, I'll roll for it. Six medicinal jungle herbs. Sweet. Let me add that. Nice. Yeah, and we'll say they each heal one health. Oh, cool. They'll basically be like permanent good berries. Okay. Medicinal jungle herbs. Goblet puts them in the pack and hurries up to rejoin the others. Just as you're about to head out and find the others, there's something that catches your eye in the distance. It appears that there's some sort of ice formed on top of the trunk of one of these trees. And even to you, this seems pretty peculiar. Goblet waves his arms and yells, Hey, guys, come here, take a look. Something weird is going on. I think, I don't know. The tree isn't saying anything, but maybe you know <laughs> what's happening right now. Come take a look. Cornflake comes running. What? Goblet goes to investigate. Mm, I guess, can I roll perception to see what she sees? If she sees anything he missed? Uh, yeah, the, the rest of the party heads over, and Cornflake, you can roll a perception check. Uh, 17. Cornflake, when you arrive, I assume goblet points out this peculiar bit of ice that's growing on this tree yes and farther into the jungle you smell (laughs) what do you smell uh a sort of smelly smell the kind of smell that smells yeah it's a it's a smelly smell that smells it's the smell of death (laughs) it's like oh god what is that it's it smells terrible should we go towards it or away from it what do you think guys I guess we should find out what's what's causing it. Yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds right. But my inner instinct to says to run away from the bad smell. But I feel like going towards the bad smell sounds a lot more fun. Goblet is conflicted because he's scared, but he also doesn't <laughs> want to get left behind. So he steps behind Lloyd and and says very quietly, "Okay, let's go." The three of you and Lloyd head towards the smelly smell. Heading deeper into the jungle cornflake, you find the apparent remnants of what appears to have been a skirmish. 
You see the dead bodies of a couple of kobolds and also several orcs. The ice that you saw on the tree. Go ahead and do a wisdom check. Wisdom check. Eleven. Yeah, you easily deduce that the ice came from one of the magic guns that someone here was using. Everybody is sort of dressed in pseudo-military uniforms. Like, they're wearing the long sleeve shirts and the pants that are sort of designed for being in the jungle. Talking about, like, the early 1900s British explorer-looking thing? Mm, I think a little bit more modern than that. But it's not camouflage. Yeah, they haven't hit, like, pure professional camouflage yet. Okay. So just lots of browns and greens? Yeah. Okay. Like, a lot of brown shirts, a lot of green shirts. Okay. Like, World War One military... Yep. Okay. Like it's it's not it's not state of the art. It's not invisible. Yeah. No no digital camo. Yeah, obviously we can see them, so it's not. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys do? Does it look fresh like it might have just happened or was it is it like a a relic of the past? Go ahead and do an investigate check. Fifteen. The battle appears to have occurred sometime over the past day. Oh, it's kind of recent. Oh, yeah. Is rigor mortis set in? Asking the important questions. <laughs> <laughs> Time of death. <laughs> yeah, Cornflake is just very well versed in... <laughs> I mean, she can read. <laughs> That's true. A lot of CSI too, maybe. <laughs> Goblet still doesn't know what trees are, so he turns to a tree and asks, Hey, do you know what happened? Go ahead and do a nature check. <laughs> You don't have to entertain me. (laughs) Thirteen. The tree does not respond. (laughs) Goblet strokes his goatee. Goblet will will start approaching the the corpses. Cornflake will go look at the gun? Is it? It's there, right? Yeah, there's actually a couple of guns scattered throughout. Well, I guess we'll just take a look at one to see if there's any clues. Roy, did you want to do anything specific? Mm, He's just going to go look at the, the cobalt bodies. Mm-hmm. Goblet sees the two kobolds who are much more confident around death, and Goblet gains some confidence and walks over and puts his hands on one of the bodies. Yeah, meanwhile, Cornflake, go ahead and do an investigate check. That's an eight. What was your original question again? Um, oh, <laughs> just... <laughs> she just wanted to look at, like, the gun for any, like, information maybe about why they're all wearing the same clothes and stuff. Mm-hmm. The gun appears to be new, as in you could walk into any store in Falcon's Reach and just buy one. Oh. Really? Hmm. Are there footprints? Like from? Are there like any clues on the ground slash dirt slash trees? Yeah, I'll do, I'll just give you this one. There's footprints leading both from the orc side heading back towards the west, and cobalt footprints heading towards the east. Hey guys, it looks like the 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 footprints of the kobolds are are that direction. And I'd say I'd rather find where the kobolds came from than the other guys in case the other guys want to kill us too, you know? Yeah, I I I don't like orcs. Yeah, me neither. Let's yeah, let let's let's go east. It's less scary there. I agree. I don't like being scared. As you say that, goblet, everybody roll a perception check. <laughs> Perception. Ooh. Oh. I got 22. What? 
I got a nat 20. We see everything. <laughs> we see beyond. <laughs> we see the spirits of the corpses. Have a nat 1. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say Cornflake Goblet and Goblet, the three of you are just standing together alongside Lloyd. And for a second there, about 10 feet on either side of you, Goblet and Cornflake, you're pretty sure the bush just looked at you. What does that mean? Does it have eyes? Like, googly eyes? <laughs> there, there's people in there. It's like that, that Pokemon. Is it Tangela? <laughs> Tangela. <laughs> Tangela. <laughs> okay. I'm going to let out a draconic roar. Oh, at your enemies within 10 feet of you. Until the end of your next turn, you and your allies have advantage on attack rolls against any of the enemies who could hear the roar. So I'm going to do that just in case. There's baddies, and if not, all I did, like, you know, like, it would, it would, I think, unveil them if they're there, and if not, then, then all I did was scream, you know? <laughs> uh, that, that affects allies within 10 feet? Um, Essentially? Well, yeah, well, it affects the enemies within 10 feet. So, like, me and my allies get advantage on the, the enemies that are within that range, that hear it. Cornflake, you, you get the hackles on the back of your neck. Hackles. Now, what's a hackle? Shackles? It's like when the hair on the back of your neck stands oh, up. There's a word for oh. that. Isn't that goosebumps? Is it? I don't know. Roy, I only know this word because Roy used it, actually. What word? Hackles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know about your hackles? No. no. You know, like uh, Jurassic Park, where they added the, the feathers on the bird, and the bird's like neck feather things, quills, kind of like stood up when they were angry? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like That's a hackle. Okay, okay. Yeah, yes. and then you let out this, this draconic <laughs> Screech. 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 Yeah. It's spicier that way. The bushes that you thought look at you shudder and stand up on four legs. What? Their uh... backs covered in thorns and they growl back. And Are we're you... going to roll for initiative. Oh. <gasps> Are they turtles? I didn't mean to fight turtles. They're not turtles. They're Are they like... Bowser? They're like four-legged plant monsters with uh, thorns everywhere. Oh, they have hackles, too. <laughs> they have hackles, too. So not Bowser. Do you, can Okay. All right. Roll for initiative. initiative. Oh, yeah. I got a plus one to my initiative since I'm swashbuckly now. Wow. I got a 13. Wow. I got 24. an eight. All right. You guys take them out first. <laughs> okay, Roy, you were surprised, though. Okay. Yeah. But the roar gives all of us advantage on everything? Oh, on attack rolls. Attack rolls, okay. But but the effect is that we feel, what, more motivated or more... I think it's more like the enemies are like, what the fuck for the ones that oh, heard it. Oh, okay, okay, gosh. So, okay. But we're just like, yeah, that's normal. <laughs> yeah, you're like, there she goes. <laughs> <laughs> there she goes again. The first thorny boy runs up to you, goblet. And it's going to try and bite you. And he rolls a 18. Uh, that hits. And it does 6 damage. Oh, man. Oh, uh, wait, no, that's completely wrong. It does 3 damage. Oh, good. <laughs> Goblet grimaces and asks, why? Cornflake, it's your turn. Can I see anyone to shoot? 
with my short bow. Yep. Both of the plant dog monsters have <laughs> revealed themselves. So okay. there's one right next to Goblet, who's on your right, mm. and another one on your left, about 15, 20 feet away. Okay. I guess I'll shoot the one on the one closest. So the left one? The right one? Yep. Ooh. 23 to hit, and then. And uh. 6 damage. Is that right? A 22 hits. And 6 for damage. Cornflake, you see this weird plant monster dog thing pretty much appear out of nowhere and then start trying to bite Goblet. And you swivel around and you pull out your bow and you loose one at it and it stabs into where its shoulder would be. And it goes. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> like threateningly? Because it sounds like he's kind of like admonishing me. Yeah, he's angry. Oh. <laughs> Alright, Goblet, it's your turn. If I want to talk to it, is that one of my actions? Mm, I'll give it to you as a free action. Okay. Goblet still isn't quite understanding the concept of trees and talking, so he, he like, kind of puts his hands on his hips and is like, Hey, why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and roll a nature check. <laughs> okay. Alright. Let's see if you can become one with nature. Natural 20. (laughs) What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? (laughs) Didn't expect this, did you? (laughs) The thorny plant dog monster suddenly becomes sort of obedient, and it doesn't really want to bite you anymore, having seen that you're completely attuned to nature, apparently. (laughs) It just can't do anything. It's essentially stunned for one turn. Wow. Well, now I feel bad for shooting it. So Goblet feels this, the vibrations in the air, but knows that it's only temporary as all things are. And <laughs> he uh, turns around to Cornfleck <laughs> and says, It may look peaceful now, but it's going to get angry again, so don't be deceived. Wow. And then, so I'm engaged with it right now, right? Yeah. So Goblet, seeing that this creature is stunned, but still feeling the anger in it, recognizes that the best thing to do is to hit it. (laughs) I was was like, wait, (laughs) where is this going? So he takes his quarterstaff and beats it (laughs) for one attack. It's a gob-eat-dog world out there. Gob-eat-dog! Uh, a nine? A nine does not hit. Uh, the second... <laughs> second one was an eight. <laughs> an eight also does not hit. Alright, no. that's fine. I get a bonus action to do an unarmed strike. So can I just, like... You know, I, I tried hitting it with my quarterstaff, and then I, uh, that didn't work, so now I want to throw a left uppercut. Yeah, go ahead and roll. So I rolled two, right? Well, the first one was 24. Wow. Second one was 15. Ooh. 24 hits. The 15 right. also hits. Nice. Okay, so 1d4 plus 3. Okay. It is 4 plus 3, 7 damage. Wow. Yeah, as the, as the plant dog thorny monster stands there in shock, you attempt to whack it with the quarterstaff, and it just ducks out of the way, but then you follow up with a left uppercut. Yes, yes. Punching it straight in its plant-like face. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's the other thorny dog's turn, and it's gonna bound up to Gobplurk. And it's also gonna try and bite. And it rolls a 14. Miss. It lunges at you, but you just dodge out of the way. At the top of the order, it's Gopplerk. Are we currently in bright sunlight? Yes. Okay, so the advantage cancels out with my disadvantage. So I have normal, normal attacks. So I move, I circle around the, the plant dog. And uh, in my head, I'm, I'm doing the, uh, the theme song from that uh, Star Trek episode where Kirk fought. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And he will attack, or Goldberg will attack. It's uh, 17 to hit. 17 hits. 17 hits. He does 1d8 plus 4 plus 2d6 sneak attack. Whoa. 15 damage. What? Wow. <laughs> 8 plus 2 plus 1 plus 4. Yeah, you awkwardly circle around the plant dog monster, and then you sneak attack it. You stab right at its midriff. How about the the guts spill out? <laughs> it's a bunch of lentils. Lentils! <laughs> <laughs> Start eating them. <laughs> no! <laughs> Protein. The thorny monster that is next to Goblet is still stunned. He does nothing. But you do see that... Where he was punched and where the arrow stabbed into him, it starts regenerating. Dang. And the arrow falls out. And it's back to Cornflake. Uh. Is it like doing photosynthesis as we fight? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Lloyd? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Lloyd, <laughs> Lloyd is just hiding behind Cornflake. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's impressive considering her size. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is he like just lying on the ground? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just like, run for cover, guys! <laughs> he just hits the ground, doesn't move. <laughs> okay, wait. Do you think that Cornflick would know fire? Fire plus nature equals bad, and if so, and like, yeah, if she does, does she have like any sort of fire like or like a match or something because there's a lantern right lloyd has a lantern okay okay but but what you know about like like yeah you probably know how to light a fire (laughs) or like would i understand that that's something that might be related Mm, the logic checks out okay you read books i read books okay cornflake takes the lantern from lloyd and um a couple of feet away so that it doesn't spread right to us, I I light the lantern probably like ten or twenty feet away, no, twenty or thirty feet away, cause it's scary. And then um and then I yell to my friends to run. Do you just like chuck it over there or? Yeah, I chuck and hope for the best. All right, just go. Uh, how about you do a dexterity check? Okay, that's a seven. <laughs> uh, you try to chuck the lantern over to the grass that the dead bodies near you are and it it just thuds and lands on one of the bodies. Oh. 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 There's like a little small fire starting over on the body. <laughs> well, is our t- <laughs> is our sensitivity to light okay now at least? Oh no, this isn't <laughs> in the sunlight, never mind. <laughs> okay. Cornflake looks embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd is just like, I was just using that. <laughs> Goblet, it's your turn. Alright, so Goblet has this vision where he dies. <laughs> and he realizes from that vision that he has to do a better job of attacking and maneuvering. So 
Uh, he does the same thing. Um, this time he tries to use his quarterstaff to uh, strike it straight in the noggin of the closest plant monster. Yep. Uh, that is a 16. 16 hits. Uh, six damage. Yep. And then this time he does the same bonus function of unarmed strike. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I get advantage, right? Because he's yeah. stunned. How, how long does this roar, this screech last? Um, just to the end of my turn, so it's over, I think. Okay, okay. But the thing is still stunned, right? Yep. Okay, so I still get advantage? Yep. First one is 12, the second one is 22. 22 hits. Alright, so 1d4 plus 3. 2 plus 3 is 5 damage. Uh, and, and this one, the unarmed strike is time he throws a uh, left elbow. And then I am going to uh, run away. <laughs> <laughs> so I have 40 movement points. 40, 40 feet is my speed. Well, I'm going to go to the other side of the monster and then just uh, as far as I can get away from it. So hope And hope the monster can't follow me. <laughs> yep. That's all I can do. Goblet, you whack it and you bop it. Yes. And then you run away. <laughs> yes. The other thorny monster continues its attack against Goplerk. And it rolls a 18 to bite. Ah, it gets me. It nom noms you. It does three damage. Ow! Stop! Bad, bad plant dog. And it's back to you, Goplerk. Goplerk will once again attack with his rapier. First, you notice that stabbing these things is not all that effective. Like, you got a pretty good hit on it, but it was just like trying to stab wood. So it it hurt it, but not like I would expected it to. Yeah. And then you also see that the stab wound sort of filled itself in on Completely its turn. or partially? Partially. Gopwork will yell out, it's healing itself! We gotta find a way to stop it from doing that! He will still just attack it, though. He will use his bonus action to do steady aim, which gives himself advantage on his next attack roll, so that cancels out his disadvantage. <laughs> he will attack for the rapier. Yep. For a 17 to hit. 17 hits. And he will do his sneak attack since he's a swashbuckler. What is a swashbuckler? It's a dashing rakish pirate. Mm, okay. So he does 10 damage. Too strong. Yeah, you, you stab it, but it doesn't look like it's particularly effective. <laughs> the first thorny dog unstuns itself, and it's going to go and lunge towards Cornflake. It's going to try and bite. Okay. And it rolls a 15. Yeah. The thorny dog plant monster lunges at you, and it bites, and it does six damage. Six damage. It's Cornflake's turn. Okay. She says, I think we should run. I don't know how to hit it without... I don't know how to actually make it hurt. And then she runs. <laughs> we had disengage first, right? Oh, yes. Disengage and then I run. Or disengage and plan to run. One of those. You can disengage and run. Okay. I choose that one. Which direction do you go? Uh, towards Goblet. Yeah. You declare your intention to run and <laughs> run. <laughs> In the direction of Goblet, which is towards a westerly direction. Goblet, it's your turn. All right. Do my hitting the monster, are those like showing signs of healing from the monster? Yeah. So Goblet notices that the, the torch move from Cornflake. 
<laughs> and so Goblet moves to within 10 feet of that monster. So he uses, and then uses, one, spends one key point to re- increase my reach by 10 feet for my unarmed strikes with fangs of the fire snake. So I use one key point. And so now I'm in 10 feet of range and I will try and uh, I guess my fist just gets bigger or something. <laughs> and I'm going to throw a right haymaker. <laughs> <laughs> and so if it a hit with this attack deals fire damage instead of bludgeoning. And if you spend one key point when the attack hits, it also deals an extra 1d10 fire damage. So I'll roll for to see if it hits first, right? Yep. Okay. I roll a, and there's no advantage anymore, so I only roll a 13. A 13 does not hit. Okay. Well, seeing that I have already had these big fists, (laughs) I'm going to try again, but this time I'm going to spend another key point to use Flurry of Blows to hopefully get some more shots in. So this get the first one is a 24. 24 hits. Okay, so I will roll 1d4 plus 3. And that is 4 plus 3 is 7 damage. Wow. And uh, and it deals fire damage. Oh. So that's 7 fire damage, not bludgeoning. And then with the fangs of the fire snake, I'm going to use one more key point when that attack hits to deal an extra 1d10 fire damage. I like this guy on fire. So 1d10... So it does another uh, 1d10, so that's another 7 points of fire damage. And then Flurry of Blows gives me two unarmed strikes as bonus action, so this is the second one. I'm going to try and, uh, this one's going to be a uh, straight punch to the gut. Uh, You manifest these giant flaming (laughs) metaphysical fists and then you punch. Yes, a lot. And you one punch it so hard it just incinerates and dies. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Now do the other one. Okay, well, I can, I, I'm going to punch it again. I can't do anything else, right? I, I, I'm not a movement <laughs> yeah. point. You want to punch the dead body to yes. shits and giggles. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, I spent it all. So I rolled a uh, 16 <laughs> to punch a it, dead plant. It's, it's dead, so you just automatically hit. Okay. <laughs> you just keep pounding your flaming fist <laughs> into this dead uh, it makes it uh, as it died it made a terrible howling noise and uh, oh, Goblet is uh, after all this fire punching is has spent all his key points and he is uh, putting his he's hunched over panting I'm done <laughs> oh well I and then I move yeah I'm done I'm done I don't want to get in range of this guy other one the thorny plant dog monster next to next to Gobblerk attacks, and he rolls a seven. He misses. And it's back to you, Gobblerk. Gobblerk looks over and sees the uh, other plant master on fire, and he's like, "Wow, can can you do that again on, on this one? Because he, he keeps healing. My my, my rapier is not hurting him like it's supposed to." Goblet pants. I'm all out. <laughs> Oh, gotta go fast! Can he toss the backpack he's wearing? Would that use up his action? What if he drops the backpack? Mm, I'll give it to you as a free action. Okay, so Gobbler drops the backpack he's wearing. He's like, I have some oil in there. See if he can light it on fire. And he'll use his action to um, attack the 
the plant monster, hopefully, to keep its attention on him. Yep. 20 to hit. 20 hits. <laughs> 19 damage. <laughs> that's crazy. Sneak attack. Yeah, that's got to do something to it, right? Like, send some wood chips flying? Yeah, there's a couple of wood chips flying around, but it just doesn't seem all that. It's like trying to stab a tree into wood. <laughs> and now it's Cornflake's turn. Okay, wait, so where did you toss the backpack to? I just kind of dropped it nearby. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cornflick runs as far as she can and minor illusions fire onto the plant and making it all scaly. Yeah, you you book it and you end up next to Goblet and you pull out a minor illusion magitech. Uh, you slap in the magitite and then you conjure up some fake fire floating around plant dog monster thorny thing number two right in front of Goblet. Have I spooked him? <gasps> oh, fire! There's a fire! <laughs> and it's back to you, Goblet. Okay. Is the plant that I killed still burning? Yep. Could I take a rope, wrap it around it, and then drag it and toss it onto the other plant? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> Mm. <laughs> you can say no. <laughs> yeah, this would be sort of hard. I don't know how you would. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. My other question is I have a torch. Can I light it using the dead plant? Would that be an action? I'll give it to you as a as a free action. Mm. Yeah, I'll give it to you as a free action. Pull out the torch and light okay. it. All right, so I'll do that. So I'll pull out the torch, walk over to the burning plant, uh, light it and then continue walking to the other monster thing, and then I will hit it with the torch. So is that an unarmed strike, or is that... That's an unarmed strike, right? Mm, I think it counts as a... I mean, it's not unarmed. <laughs> right. Improvised strike? So, like, when I click torch, it says I can... If you make a melee attack with the burning torch and hit, it deals one fire damage. Oh. But, so how does this one work? Mm, how about you just roll the improv mm, the yeah go ahead and roll an improvised melee. Sixteen. Yeah, you hit. Okay, but I only just deal one fire damage, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> you you smack the plant monster for one fire damage. That'll show it. But it but it, it it lit right. It got lit. No. It doesn't light on fire, but you do notice that it doesn't regenerate. Okay. This time around. Right. The stab wound that Goppler inflicted earlier just stays. There's that hole. Ooh, okay. All right. Sorry, and then did you say my uh, lighting the torch was one action? Gave you the whole pulling out the okay. torch and lighting right. it as a free action. So I have nimble escape, which I can do as a bonus action. You can take the disengage or hide action as a bonus action on each of your turns. So I will disengage and then move away from it south uh, so that I am only 10 feet away. I just don't want it to come get me. <laughs> the thorny dog monster continues its attack on Gopplerk and rolls a eight. Misses. Because he's so small. <laughs> small and nimble. It lunges at you and you just tuck and roll out of the way. Repost. Yeah, it's your turn. He... Gopplerk swings with his rapier. 14 to hit? 14 hits. Yes. 14 hits. Sneak come attack. On. Do 30 damage. Well, that's going to be that much. <laughs> Easy. Kill him, kill 12, him. 12 damage. 
Is he dead? He's not dead. No. The thorny dog lunges at you, gobplerk, and then it just, uh, you dodge out of the way, and you do a very cool 360 maneuver, and you turn around and stab it again. Take that! And then the turn goes to Cornflake. Can I yell to my friends and be like, so are we running or are we fighting? <laughs> I don't have any fire things. Gobplerk, what do you see? Do you think it's weak? Can't get a good look. We could kill it, just, you know, catch it on fire. Isn't that other one still on fire a little bit? It is, right? Yes. Okay, so I want to run to it, try to light an arrow on fire, and shoot oh, yeah. the other guy. Nice. All right, I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> if, it, if it's allowed in Breath of the Wild, I think it's allowed here. <laughs> okay. Ooh, 15 to hit. 15 hits. Wahoo! Hits for seven. The thorny dog monster lights on fire. Wahoo! Yes! Yes! Wahoo! <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Cornflake does that. She goes, Wahoo! <laughs> and now it's back to Goblet. How, how is the thorny monster doing? <laughs> it's not looking too great. <laughs> not looking too great? Alright. Goblet's gonna... Lloyd says, You can, you can do it, Goblet! <laughs> <laughs> I believe in you! <laughs> Alright, uh, Goblet's gonna walk back into melee range and whack it with the, his quarterstaff. And that is a 17. 17 hits! Alright, 1d6 plus 3. 3 plus 3 is 6 damage. You bonk it! Bonk! Is it still alive? Yep. Alright, did the bonk seem to hurt it at all? Yeah. Okay, alright. It's definitely more effective than Cornflake's arrows and goblet stabbing. Okay, so then I'm gonna use a bonus unarmed strike with, with my faithful left fist, and this one is gonna go for a left hook. And so roll a 17. 17 hits! 1d4 plus 3 is 1 plus 3 for 4 damage. That doesn't hurt my fist, does it? Like, <laughs> punching wood? <laughs> <laughs> The thorny dog monster explodes into fiery little bits. <laughs> that's wow. That's all of it, right? Please. Please tell me. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't regenerate into little thorny monsters. <laughs> <laughs> no. But right. in the distance, you hear similar howls. Oh, she. And you see several bushes that you had passed earlier suddenly shudder and stand oh, up on four legs. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. We exit combat now, and in the distance you see there's at least ten of them. Uh, I don't like the look of that. Uh, guys, I think we should listen to our fear and get out of here. Let's run the other direction. As you turn away from it, Goplerk's already 15 feet ahead <laughs> running. <laughs> I run. Run, 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 run. Lloyd is like, where, where are we going? Run, Lloyd, run! Away from he gets here. Up, and he starts running along with you guys. The four of you guys bound for a distance due east, followed by this rabid pack of thorny plant dog monsters. <laughs> Eventually you start seeing that there are paths here, once fully paved, but now mostly overgrown. And eventually you see that there's some sort of building in the distance. And as you get even closer, you see that there's 
Several kobolds here, and as you run towards them, they suddenly perk up a little bit in confusion. The thorn monsters are coming! Cowplark is running with both of his hands in the air. <laughs> <laughs> like a roller coaster? Lloyd is doing the exact same thing about 10 feet behind you. <laughs> Goblet yells, I'm scared! <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd catches up to you guys and picks all three of you guys up and carries all of you in his arms. The three of you just have your arms up as he's carrying you. As you approach the cobalt fortifications, all of them suddenly pull out guns and start blasting behind you guys. Or they're not hitting us, right? No. Okay. I was like, oh no. Yeah, they, they shoot in the direction of the thorny plant monsters. Okay. And Lloyd eventually reaches their lines. Meanwhile, the thorny plant monsters get hit by a salvo of magical fire, and they retreat back into the jungle. As Lloyd arrives with the three of you in tow, a kobold with a mustache appears, and he says to all of you guys, Um, who are you? Hey guys, it's me again. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Adequately Advanced Magic. If you like what we're doing here, it would really help us out if you shared the podcast with family and friends or strangers even. We should be back next week as Gopplerk, Goblet, and Cornfleck discover that monsters are the least of their worries. Mm-hmm.